Welcome to Outwitting the Manipulator, the podcast that gives you powerful techniques to protect yourself as manipulation is taking place. Now here are your hosts, authors, and communication experts, Robin Golinski and Dr. Dennis Becker. Hello, everybody. Uh, this is Robin, and we are shockingly at the final episode of season one of our podcast. And today we're going to focus on listening. Listening. I know that may sound like I already know this. Trust me, you don't. There's way more to it, especially when it comes to manipulation. Right, Dennis? What? Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. What? what? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, Robin. <laughs> That's an old stupid joke. So it's too it easy, is. too easy. I know, I know. No, no question about it. Listening is a skill, and we're bringing it to you as a skill that you can strengthen. Yeah. A lot of people don't get that. They go, what do you mean? It's I'm even worse now, don't what you? I mean, so distracted now. That yeah. It, oh, this is really important be these days. It's a field day for manipulators. You know, not only oh, there's sh- multiple portals sure. they can access you with, but you're always distracted. And when they think you're not listening, zap, that's the time that you're going to get stung. You're going to be careful about it. So this is a really important skill. And we want to spend a little bit of time with it. Not a lot, but we'll spend a little bit of time talking to you about how you can strengthen, actually strengthen, become a better, more effective listener. And, you know, sometimes when I say that, people will confuse What do you mean? I hear everything. No, hearing and listening are different. Hearing is just a simple scientific technical ability to have sound in into your ear and hit the nerves and all. No, that's hearing. You can hear a lot of things, but the ability to listen to them, to differentiate between and amongst the sounds that you're hearing and the, able, the ability to focus, that's different. So we're going to talk about that. Looking at, you're listening for nonverbal as well. And also, Dennis, you're, you're making me remember that in a few episodes back, we talked about the technique, a tactic of a manipulator is actually hitting you with something while you're distracted. Mm. You know, you're, you're trying to get the kid's shoes on, you're trying to get out the door and they're like, oh, by the way, I uh, made plans for blah, blah, blah. And you're like, wait, what, what? And they get your agreement or they tell you something really important while you're distracted. So this Mm -hmm. is the time where you want to stop. I say stop, drop and roll. Think about it. Like the house is on fire. Mm. Forget about whatever you're doing and you need to activate these active listening skills that we're going to. All right. So there are six, six techniques, six parts to this that we're going to show you how to, how to utilize for that very time. And, you know, Robin said when they're going out the door and they give you a quick thing or whatever, a lot of people around and you get this and they expect you to get it. There are six ways that you can improve your, your listening ability. So let's walk through them. I mean, it's almost, I feel almost ridiculous, Robin, saying these first two steps because they seem so obvious. But yeah, but he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so okay. <laughs> steps number step number one, get ready to listen whenever you can. Put things aside, turn on the radio, take off your headset. Uh, get get ready to listen. That alone's gonna rattle your manipulator who's using the distraction technique. Exactly. Did they notice that you're and you all of a sudden putting it down? Stop and, what you're doing. Yeah. And lift your focus. And do the second topic, the second number. First one, get ready. Second one is pay attention. When they see you're paying attention, that alone kind of rattles them a little bit because they, they want to take advantage of you're not paying attention. Uh, obviously, that sounds reasonable. But I want to introduce a, a slightly different word here. 
paying attention and focusing are not the same. So you may be wherever you are right now. You may be aware of the fact that there are, you're paying attention to what we're saying. You're hearing us, you're listening to this podcast, you're but you may also be hearing other things outside the door. Maybe the, some of the kids or uh, you might hear air conditioning. There are other things going on around you that you can actually hear. So you, you're in somewhat, you're paying attention to it, but focus is the ability to choose one of those things. In this case, what the manipulator is saying and being able to focus on that one thing, as opposed to paying attention to the kids and the dog and the phone and the noise outside, that's paying attention. Yes. Your brain can do that, but the ability to focus on one thing, that's different. That's the ability to be a good listener who can focus on exactly what's being said. You need yep. to focus also on yep. nonverbal yep. communication, yep. which we've talked a lot about. Okay. So this is too much if you're not focused. Step one, being a good listener, get ready. Step two, pay attention. Step three may be the most difficult thing you've ever had to do, period. This is a really hard thing to do, what I'm going to suggest to you now, but boy, is it valuable and important if you can do it. Step three is control your biases. Control your bias. What does that mean? Well, control your bias in this case means that you will have, obviously, and everybody has biases. You know, you have biases about a lot of things. It's perfectly okay to have them. I like chocolate better than vanilla. I like horror films better than comedies. What You have biases. It's okay. The key word here is control. Now, it's not just controlling biases, but it's controlling particular kinds of biases that I want to point out to you. This is where the nuance of being a good listener and being a really good listener and an effective listener, this is where it comes in. You will have some, we all have some biases which are so deeply ingrained in you, in your brain, in your mind, that you don't even think about them anymore. You just don't think about it. Well, so for example. In the context of the manipulator, Dennis, the biases are very deserved. They're usually pretty strong and specific. And they may be very deserved biases, like you know that the person is lying or you know that they're saying one thing, but you know the direction they're going in. So I just want to point that out because it's a little different with the manipulator, but go ahead. I'm, I'm also thinking about biases that you may not know, Robin. For, for example, mm -hmm. uh, and I don't mean you, Robin, no, but... Yes, uh, you, you, generally. you may be a person who, I'm just making this up, obviously, you may be someone who doesn't like the look of men who have facial hair. Okay. Okay. You can have that bias. I don't like it. It's just this or that. Okay, fine. You can have that bias. Fine. I don't like, uh, say, uh, gee, I don't like women who dye their hair orange. Whatever it is. Okay. Whatever your bias is, you have a right to it. You can have it. You can do it. What we want you to know is that you have that bias. So that when that person comes in your world and they're talking to you or they're expecting you to pay attention, particularly a manipulator, what kind of biases do you have? Not about the manipulator necessarily as a manipulator. We got that and we're learning about that. But even as a person, maybe before the manipulation feels real. I don't think he's there. I don't think she's doing. 
maybe you have a bias about people who look a certain way, who are a certain color, wear their hair a certain way, who dress a certain way, who have a certain weight or a certain height. These are biases that we want you to be aware of, be able to control them. We In addition, control specifically the thoughts and behaviors that expose your bias when you're in the presence of a manipulator. Yeah. Because if yeah. they can detect these preferences that you have, they will use that to exploit oh, yeah. you. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. why it's so important. Controlling your biases prevents a manipulator from having more ammunition against you. If they know that you have a bias against people who have facial hair, believe me, they will find a way to include that word or a sentence into the way they're manipulating you. So you want to be able to know what those biases, those biases are that you have. It's okay to have them, but know that they're there and know that they will be used against you if you're not paying attention to it. So again, step number one, get ready to pay, to, to listen. Step number two, pay attention. Step number three, control your biases. Step number four, this is the fourth skill we want you to learn. Feel comfortable probing for information. Now, basically that means ask questions. Wow. We've talked about talked about this quite a bit about yes, don't, don't hesitate to ask questions because go ahead, Rob. They Robin. don't like they don't, that. They don't like it. That's <laughs> they right, exactly. like that. <laughs> they want you to just accept what they're yep. saying. Yep. Yep. So probing for information is a kind of a fancy way of saying ask them questions. If they said something that you're not completely understanding or why is being said, ask why. Why do you say that? What makes you say that? How are the... What, Ask the question. Don't worry about it. Just ask the question. So they make constant efforts, Dennis, to ob obfuscate and confuse you with twisted logic and emotional emotional language. So the simple act of asking a clarifying question will send a message to the manipulator. Remember, we yep. want to put them on notice yep. that you are going to control the interaction and that you're not intimidated into simply accepting what they're saying. That's exactly right. If you have any doubt whatsoever, uncertainty whatsoever, ask a question about it. And frankly, Simple when you question. get really confident about it, you'll ask questions even when you know the answer. Yes. Because you know it's going to rattle them. <laughs> yes. But that it's all, you know, you got to be able to pay attention. You got to be able to listen, understand your biases, and then use that technique of asking questions. Okay. It's so we've got, four, we've got four things so far. Get ready, pay attention, control your biases, probe for information, ask questions. And number five, here's a good one, paraphrase. Now, paraphrase and not parrot, that would be like repeating exactly what they said. Paraphrase means put it in your words, what you understand they had just said. This is, again, something that annoys the heck out of a manipulator because it means that you are paying attention. You've actually got the sense of what they're talking about. You paraphrase it. So, and what we're going to do is this, that you paraphrase it perfectly. Okay. It's a good technique. When you're paraphrasing, you're, you're summarizing what they said, even if you disagree with it. So you're basically reflecting it back to them to make sure that mm -hmm. you got it right. But I'll tell you one thing, Dennis, you'll, I'm sure you'll agree with me because we wrote it in the book. If you do it incorrectly, in other words, if you don't get the what they've said correctly, oh, yeah, you yeah. paraphrase it wrong, they will criticize you, they will make fun of you, mm -hmm. uh, expect it, ignore it, and then ask for clarification again. Yep, paraphrase yep, until yep. you get it right. Your persistence will show self-determination for knowledge. Do yep. not be yep. deterred by any snide or snarky remarks that they will yep. use to intimidate you. 
yeah, your yeah, yeah. intuitiveness will send a strong signal that you are yeah. not giving up on the momentum of the moment. I know you have a hard time remembering these things, Robin. I, I know it's difficult. So I will, whoops, there's a tactic. He just slipped it in. What is that tactic? He's defaming you. He's, he's taking away your right to have your own. Oh, it's okay. I know. I'll, whoa, you got a tactic in the middle of a tactic. You got to be paying attention. All right. So paraphrasing. A lot of energy. We said before, we said, if it sounds exhausting, yes, it is exhausting. Yep, yep, That's yep, why you need yep. to get away from these people. You're but if you're stuck with them, you, you know, uh, drain your energy. If you get stuck with them, your stick itiveness is going to really count. So hang in there. We know this is tough. All right. So we did five, five things so far. Get ready. Pay attention. Control your biases. Probe for information. Ask questions. Number five was use paraphrasing. Repeat back what you heard and question it and question it again. It annoys the heck out of them. That's okay. And six, there's a sixth technique. Now, this is a little bit different because this one doesn't sound like listening, but it is. Here it is. Number six, use paralanguage. Paralanguage. Now, we kind of talked about this. What paralanguage is? We kind of talked about this in another episode where we talked about nonverbal behavior. Because paralanguage, now remember, you are listening, you are listening, but paraphrasing, I mean, paralanguage is when you do things like, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm, those little sounds, those noises that you make, they sound like these nonverbal, they're not really words, these nonverbal expressions, they mean a lot. That's the, you're listening, but you're really speaking. You're really making a comment without saying any words. Mm, oh, like that. Now we call it paralanguage because, you know, if 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 somebody says, oh, 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 wow, how do you write that down? It's hard to write that, but it certainly has a meaning. So using paralanguage is very, very helpful. Facial expression is part of that. Raising your eyebrows, nodding your head, shaking all of those nonverbal things that we've talked about are part of paralanguage. So they're very important to you as a listening skill. You want to be very careful, though, not to send the wrong or unintended message by using paralanguage when you're not aware of it. Yeah. So you're keeping, remember, they're looking for information all the time. They're analyzing their stuff. It's a game for them. Yeah. It's yeah. a game for them. They're not normal people. So they're, mm -hmm. they're looking for openings or they're, they're watching your micro expression. They're watching mm -hmm. for where your eyes go. They're watching mm -hmm. for every little thing. Mm -hmm. So you need to know what your paralanguage habits are. Yeah. Have you ever been in a conversation? Robin, I'm sure you've seen this before in, in the workshops and things that you conducted. You're talking to folks and there's somebody in the room. We're just constantly nodding their head. Yes. Just shaking your head up and down, up and down. I mean, they just do it all the time. In the beginning, you might think, oh, he's agreeing with me. Look, he thinks this is agree. No, maybe this, he, this is a paralanguage habit that he has. He may not even know he's doing it. Or people who squint a lot, they may not do it. So you may have, you may have these paralanguage habits built into you, just as you have biases about people with facial hair or whatever, just as you have biases, you may have these little habitual behaviors built into you. So you're accustomed to doing them. Now, I have they a may. funny personal story about that. They, but they will, they will pick them up. Like Robin said, they're watching everything, listening for everything. So you've got to be in control of it. Go ahead, Robin. What's with my ex manipulator. Um, 
apparently as soon as he started talking, I would frown because everything came out of his mouth. That's a lie. So I, I was always frowning. And, and so he got to the point where he said, I can't look at you. I can't look at your face. I can't, I can't look at your frown. And he refused oh, to look at me because nice. it was starting to catch up with him. It was all Good. catching up with him. I anyway it took me a few Botox to get rid of that. <laughs> it, it got permanent. It was etched in there. Everybody thought I was angry all the time. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm happy. And they're like, yeah. look in the mirror. And I said, oh, that's why they think I had yeah, permanent yeah. brown lines. Oh, boy. So, you yes, were, you were so yeah. aware of the fact that you were you were manipulated. You were being manipulated. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I was just like, oh, stop. Stop talking. Yeah, that was at the end there. So, All right. So listen, folks, uh, we, we have a very important media moment that we're going to get to in just a second. But I want to remind you with all of these exercises that we've been talking about, the things that you can do and questions and so forth that we've been talking about, this listening, uh, practice them with a friend. Find someone who you, you, you trust and you can say to them, look, I'm practicing my listening. So if I do this or that, I just want to let you know I'm practicing my listening skills. If you have a good friend, they'll help you with that. You can also... Uh, uh, listen to other people talking. See if when one person asks a question, does the other one answer it? Do they avoid the question? What are the behaviors? What kind of things do you see as a third party? Now, you watching other, what do you see them doing as their uh, power language, their behavior as listeners? This will help you sharpen your listening skills. So, because listening is so much a part of our daily life, but particularly when we're talking about manipulation, it is so much a part of you learning how to protect yourself. And the skill of listening is not always easy to learn. It takes some time, some concentration. So these six things that we've talked about today are the kind of things that are going to help you be a much better, more effective listener. So practice them and allow others to, you know, critique you maybe a little bit or you critique others. This is going to be something that you have to work on. All right, Robin, let's move to uh, uh, producer Dave. We have a lot to talk about with this uh, uh, media moment, and this is a really important one, folks. So listen to it's it. Finale media moment. <clears throat> yeah, listen to it. We're going to talk about it again a little bit, but it's, it's a long one, but we want you to listen to it carefully with what the skills are that you just learned. So producer Dave, lead us into the media moment, please. The R&D media moment. Okay, this, this clip, it's about 11 minutes long, 11 and a half. It was done in 1984. That's very important for you to realize. This is a, a Soviet Union defector named Yuri Bezmenov. Bezmenov. Uh, and he was on um, that Joe Rogan. I, I, I took the clip from Joe Rogan's podcast, but uh, it's, it's important to listen to what he's saying. It's about ideological subversion. So uh, let's hear it. I don't know. Ideological subversion, that is a phrase that uh, I'm afraid some Americans don't fully understand. When, so he used to work for the KGB. This phrase, ideological subversion, what do they mean by Ideological subversion is, is the process which is legitimate, onward and open. You, you can see it with your own eyes. All, all you have to do, all American mass media has to do is to unplug their bananas from their ears open up their eyes and they can see it. There's no mystery. There's nothing to do with espionage. I know that espionage intelligence gathering looks more romantic, 
it sells more deodorants through the advertising, probably. That's why your Hollywood producers are so crazy about James Bond type of, of thrillers. But in reality, the main emphasis of the KGB is not in the area of intelligence at all. According to my uh, opinion and opinion of many defectors of my caliber, only about 15% of time, money, and manpower is spent on espionage as such. The other 85% is a slow process, which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, actively мероприятия in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interest of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process, which goes very slow, and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Uh, the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The result? The result you can see, most of the people who graduated in the 60s, dropouts or half-baked intellectuals, are now occupying the positions of power in the government, civil service, business, mass media, educational system. You are stuck with them. You cannot get rid of them. They are contaminated. They are programmed to think and react to certain stimuli in a certain pattern. You cannot change their mind, even if you, if you expose them to authentic information, even if you prove that white is white and black is, uh, is black, you still cannot change the basic perception and the logic of behavior. In other words, these people, uh, uh, the process of demoralization is complete and irreversible. To get rid society of these people, you, have, you need another 20 or, or, or 15 years to educate a new generation of patriotically minded and, and, and uh, common, common sense people who would be acting in favor and in the interests of, of, the, uh, of the United States society. And yet these people have been programmed and, as you say, in place and yes. who are favorable to an opening with the Soviet concept. Yep. These are the very people who would be marked for extermination in this country. Most of them, yes, uh, uh, simply because the psychological shock when, when they will see in future what the, what the beautiful society of equality and social justice means in practice, obviously they will revolt. They, 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 will, uh, they, they will be very unhappy, frustrated people. And the Marxist-Leninist regime does not tolerate these people. Uh, they, obviously, they will join the links of dissenters, mm. dissidents. Uh, unlike in present United States, there will be no place for dissent in, in future Marxist-Leninist America. Uh, here you can, you can get uh, popular like uh, Daniel Ellsberg and filthy rich like Jane Fonda for being dissident, for criticizing your Pentagon. In future, these people will be simply 
squashed like cockroaches. Nobody is going to pay them nothing for their beautiful, noble ideas of equality. This they don't understand, and uh, it will be greatest shock for them, of course. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Uh, for the last 25 years, actually it's overfulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would, would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he, he is going to receive a kick in, the, in his fat bottom. When a military boot crashes his then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation of demoralization. What the f So basically America is stuck with, with demoralization. And unless, even if, if you start right now, here, this minute, you start educating new generation of America, it will still take you 15 to 20 years to turn the tide of, uh, of ideological perception of reality uh, back to normal, normalcy and, and uh, patriotism. The next stage is destabilization. This time, subverter does not care about your ideas and the patterns of your consumption. Whether you eat junk food and get fat and flabby, it doesn't matter anymore. This time, and it takes only from two to five years to destabilize a nation. Uh, it's, what, what matters is essentials, economy, foreign relations, defense systems. Uh, and you can see it quite clearly that in some areas, uh, in such sensitive areas as, as uh, defense and economy, uh, the uh, influence of Marxist-Leninist ideas in the United States is absolutely fantastic. I, I could never believe it 14 years ago when I landed uh, in this part of the world that the process will go that fast. Uh, the next stage, of course, is crisis. It, it, it may take only up to six weeks to, to bring a country to the verge of crisis. You can see it in, in Central America now. And after crisis, with a violent change of, of power, structure, and economy, you have so-called the period of normalization. It may last indefinitely. Normalization is a cynical expression borrowed from Soviet propaganda. When the Soviet tanks moved into Czechoslovakia in 68, Comrade Brezhnev said, now the situation in brotherly Czechoslovakia is normalized. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to bring the country to crisis to promise people all kinds of goodies and the paradise on earth, uh, to, to destabilize your uh, economy, to eliminate the principle of free market competition, and to put a big bravo government near Washington, D.C., with the benevolent dictators like Walter Mondale, who will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfillable or not. He will go to Moscow to kiss the bottoms of, of new generation of Soviet assassins, never mind, he will create false illusions that the uh, situation is under control. Situation is not under control. Situation is disgustingly out of control. Most of the American politicians, media and educational system 
trains another generation of people who think they are living at a peacetime. False. The United States is in the state of war, undeclared total war against the basic principles and the foundations of, of this system. And, and the initiator of this war is not Comrade Andropov, of course. Uh, it's, it's the system. However ridiculous it may sound, the world communist system or the world communist conspiracy, whether I scare some people or not, I don't give a hoot. Uh, if, if you are not scared by now, nothing can scare you. But you don't have to be paranoid about it. What, what actually happens now that unlike myself, you have literally several years to live on unless the United States wake up. The, the time bomb is ticking with every second. The disaster is coming closer and closer. Unlike myself, you will have nowhere to defect unless you want to live in Antarctica with penguins. This is it. This is the last country of freedom and, and possibility. All right. That was a long clip. Uh, so, but there's so much in there. And it struck me so, so much in the beginning, Dennis, when he said, change the perception of reality so that you no longer have the ability to draw sensible conclusions. You lose common sense. And this is exactly what manipulators do. Yeah, this is a good relationship. This is a good example of how manipulation could, would, is, choose your own verb there, uh, happening on a worldwide scale, and in particular with the world powers he's talking about. This is, he's saying th that the United States in particular is being manipulated by the communist regime and the philosophy. And he's warning us to wake up, pay attention to the kind of things that we're talking about. He's trying to wake us up to the insidiousness of it, that 85% of it is just infiltration, which is so powerful. Just like with a manipulator, you do not see that coming. So. This, I want to remind you, this was almost 40 years ago. This mm -hmm. is, people didn't have personal computers. There was no World Wide Web. There were no smartphones when he said this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I so noticed. It's he, increased he, at an increasing rate. He talked about uh, Walter Mondale and uh, Ron Reagan. So this is <laughs> 40 years it's old. Ago. It's yeah. old, but that just makes it more chilling. But I think the application for us here, the reason we played this, is to uh, give the distinction between and the similarities be between being manipulated manipulated on a one-to-one -one basis or on a global basis it can happen either way so manipulation is a very very strong characteristic of human behavior and we know that you're listening to us today because you're in that spot you're being somehow uncomfortable and being manipulated and that's why we wanted you to hear it's not just you it's everywhere on the planet. But you have a personal responsibility to yourself and then you have a responsibility as a citizen and as an American citizen. If you're American, you could be anywhere in the world listening to this. But if you're in a free country, you have a personal responsibility to wake up, like he said, wake up to this and realize that it's happening and look for it happening. I don't agree with him that it's irreversible. I think it can turn on a dime. All we need is a critical mass of people to speak up, identify what's happening and speak up about it. And this is not political. This is not about the left or the right. And I, I think their extremes on the left and the right are, are 
not where most people live. I think most people are reasonable. I've traveled enough, Dennis, you've traveled enough. We've been all over the country. We talk to people, they're reasonable, they're practical. Most people are at a loss about what's going on. We're bombarded. We are bombarded. You want to control the inputs of the things that are made to, well, they call it fear porn, but things are that are made Eight. to manipulate your emotions. So we, yeah, if I could put it in a slightly different and more familiar phrase, Robin, we want to help folks control the momentum of the moment. Because those moments are taking place not only individually, but as Robin was referring to, and I'm what this, uh, this clip is all about, it happens on a worldwide basis. But of course, our concern is you yeah. and how we can help you. Don't get so swept up. You want we to don't want, we don't want your own mind, your own thoughts. The, he's talking about a worldwide movement. Okay, we're all part of that as well, and we need to be attentive to that. And that's a perhaps a different podcast, but in this one in particular, we wanted to let you know that you're not alone. It's happening everywhere, and we're particularly concerned about it, how it is happening to you. Hence, well, becoming a good listener, doing all the other things that we talked about today, building confidence, developing that sense of feistiness, all of the things that we've, we've talked about, understanding what are your hooks, all of the things that we've been talking about today are applicable in that podcast and in, in that um, that uh, piece that we just played on the podcast. Personal responsibility is is huge. However, there's also he he talked about an undeclared war on your principles. Do you know what your principles are? You know, in our last episode, we said what will you tolerate? We went through that is a a process for you to develop pr principles. Where's the bright line of what you'll tolerate and what you won't tolerate? That's going to help you. And in our words, the, the words of what we talked about today, understanding your biases, your principles are biases. It's another word for that. You have principles that you live by. You have biases that you maybe are not even aware that you live by, but that you that help you to make decisions in this in this series of podcasts in our book and so forth. Our life is dedicated to helping people not become so much of a target of those vicious and ever-present, even on a global level, manipulators. We're focusing on giving you individual techniques, developing skills that will help you protect yourself in the real time that it's happening to you. This example that we gave you in this clip, yes, it's a global example and we certainly are all part of it and we want you to be aware of it. But in particular, we're concerned about you and how we can help you with your manipulator. So that's been the essence of all of the topics that we talked about this season. This is the last program, the last uh, episode in this particular season. So we've been talking about you and introducing to you the different tactics and techniques that you can use, the methods that you can use, everything from the what to say to the how to say it. That's been the focus of season one in this podcast. And we're going to talk about season two. But before we get to that, Robin, we want to summarize anything about season one, what we've been talking about, what's important for folks to take away. I think the mind, we talked a lot about mindset. I think the mindset that you're 100% responsible for your own thoughts, words, and actions. And that as an adult, you always have a choice. You have a choice of what to do, what to think, what to say. You have a choice of what to feel. And you, beyond, not only do you have all of that, you have a personal responsibility in, as a member of the human race to do your very best 
and wake up. The point is we don't want you to feel like a target and let alone that awful word that begins with a V, which I don't even really want to say, but we certainly don't want you to be a, well, I'll say it. We don't want you to be a victim, but you're always going to be a target. Victim is a mindset. So you never want to have that mindset ever, no. ever, ever. Nope. And the way we're in control and we're giving you the tools and the techniques so that you could stay in control. That's exactly right. That's the whole purpose that we're, we're here with you, why we've written the book, why we're going to continue to be here with you. Well, we'll talk more in, in detail about how we can be helpful to you and what you can do with all of the things that we've been talking about this season. And as we get into season two, it's going to get even more intense because we know that's where you live. It's easy for us to say these things, but it's intense and it's difficult. And it's, it's personal to each one of you. We know that. We're going to interview more people in season two. In season two, we'll have some guests here who are actually going to share their experiences and the techniques that they have found. There may be things that we don't even know about that they have found has have been helpful to them so that we can, in turn, be helpful to you. So season two, stay tuned for it. We'll let you know when it happens. And it's going to be completely different in the sense that we'll have a lot of guests with us. We're going to be talking more about the live experiences that people are actually having. And we may even have the ability to, well, maybe solve some of those uh, issues as we talk about it with them live. And uh, we hope you'll be with us. So we're delighted that, that you've chosen to be with us during this first season. These episodes have been dedicated to you, all of them. And if you have any questions about them, look in the show notes. Each one of the programs has show notes, also has the way to get in touch with Robin or with me, if we can be helpful to you individually, we certainly want to do that. We're not just talking to you. We want to be there for you. Or even as a group, really. We can do work. Or as a group. That's right. We'll be doing some workshops in the future. We'll talk about that a little bit later, too. We're going to be doing some workshops and some individual coaching. So don't hesitate to reach out to us if that's going to be helpful to you. So end of season one, thank you very much for being with us. It's been our pleasure to bring these things to you. We know that it's different. We're not talking about what happens after you've been manipulated or what to watch out for. No, we're talking about how to protect yourself in real time as the manipulation is happening to you. That's what this is all about. So don't hesitate to practice them. Get in touch with us. Ask for information to clarify it. And remember to watch out and listen for season two. You may be part of it yourself in season two. Until that time, though, on behalf of Robin Galinsky, I'm Dr. Dennis Becker saying thanks for listening and bye for now. Thank you for being with us today on today's episode of Outwitting the Manipulator, Protecting Yourself in Real Time. Robin and Dennis are seasoned communication experts, not medical or therapeutic professionals. The thoughts and opinions expressed are their own. If you, a loved one, or a friend are in an abusive or controlling relationship, you will find additional resources in the show notes for today's episode. Their book, Outwitting the Manipulator, Protecting Yourself in Real Time, is available on Amazon, Audible, and Kindle. We invite you to be with us again next time, and Robin and Dennis will discuss ways of outwitting the manipulator, protecting yourself in real time. <laughs>